Hello, beautiful. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? Welcome to another Joyfully Ever After Grow Your Joyful Life Foundational Play Shop with yours truly, Heidi Esther. I am a storyteller and a joy coach. I walk alongside women and those who are selflessly dedicated to our kids and our communities and like our students, coworkers, other people making other people's lives better and safer and happier so that I walk alongside those helpers so that we can break out of those self-defeating emotional and thought loops to create joy on our own terms. Yes, it is time to look inside and decide, yes, we are so helpful. It's time to turn some of that amazing, beautiful, soft, righteous energy inwards towards our own heart so we can find joy in our own way. How can I do this? Well, I've been through a bit of life's trenches doing and being for everybody else but me. Yes, I used to wake up and say like, pound of flesh, what pound of flesh am I going to give people today? I, I did that for real. So I walked through like a dozen years of loss and grief and growth and healing. And I discovered love for myself, belief in myself, and the biggest thing, joy. What joy meant for me. So I'm here with you combining my 17 years as a professional relationship builder along with storytelling and my big mama pants to create a neighborhood where we just peel back all those layers and roles that no longer serve us. We discover those thought and emotional loops that keep us swimming around in circles, wondering, is this really it? And why am I so freaking exhausted? So that we can authentically connect with ourselves, others, and welcome in our joy. Or I guess you can kind of think of me if Mr. Rogers, the Captain Marvel, had a baby who loved baking chocolate chip cookies. Totally cool with that. Okay. Enough about me. First, whether or not you're watching live or in the replay, please send me your questions or ways in which that you are struggling and things that frustrate you about your life you can't seem to can't seem to work your way out of, you can always email me at howdy at HeidiEster.com or you can just put uh, comments in the chat to see if any of this resonated with you, if any of this was helpful for you. And I got lots more um, wacky tools and stories and resources to wrap you in big love so you can peel back your layers and find your own joy. So feel free to uh, comment in the chat. First question for you, I will also answer it. How are you taking care of yourself today? 
uh, I've been going to bed very late. My family schedule is completely like kitty wampus is the best way I can describe it without using multiple vulgar words in this string. And uh, after everyone left the house, I laid down with a 30-minute meditation. I just focused on my breathing. I focused on uh, the waves. I think it was like an ocean kind of a background noise. I think I fell asleep for a little bit, but I woke up and I was like, all right, let's do this. So that is how I'm taking care of myself today. Normally I have a tea here, but I forgot to bring myself a cup of tea. So I'll have to remedy that afterwards. So yes, uh, please send me any and all questions you have from the workshop. And I will be absolutely glad to answer them. It's howdy at HeidiEster.com. Please give me a couple days. There's a lot of emails in my box. I try really hard. So, okay. So today, I want to talk about a revelation that I had, a pattern that I perceived in myself. It resonated so strongly because it was in myself. It was a pattern that I I perceived in myself, but it is also a pattern that I perceived in many beautiful, growing, healing, struggling humans. I, I went on a, coffee, a lot of coffee dates last year. Actually, they were mostly tea, but you know, I like the sound of coffee because it's more waking, wakeful. Um, and there were two patterns that really struck me, even with these highly accomplished, amazing, beautiful women, humans in progress. Uh, these two common threads that we share, maybe it's a, a Western world, maybe uh, it's a modern society, a product uh, like we're all products of some these patterns of behavior in, in ways that we've been taught to be as women in modern society. So I want to share my own little story around being stuck and the two steps that I saw the, the ways in which people, um, other fellow beautiful humans were also uh, struggling to uh, bring more abundance in their life because they were stuck in these ways. So, all right, so I'm gonna share my story. Yep, it's called When You're Stuck. I woke up this morning deflated. The muscles in my body like a claustrophobic spring, gasping for light in a little more room. I definitely needed a longer warm-up at that millennial-dominated dance event the other night. Before I moved, I breathed in and sent loving relaxation stretches to all my aches. My head swam to the next sea of thoughts. I didn't get all my work done last week. How am I supposed to do all this stuff with only a few hours to work a day? I'm not superhuman. I'm barely floating in many, many new oceans in which I feel but a minnow. My stomach sank even deeper to more familiar waters. Got to make the marinade for the chicken, roast the squash, call the dentist, connect with the kids at breakfast, then look, off, look up if long-term AirPod usage will damage their hearing. Like going to grunge concerts probably damaged mine. Yeah, my kids totally use AirPods so much. I took in a deep breath 
and exhaled, mentally hugging my highly sensitive mama, entrepreneur, human in progress self. And I said, okay, let's figure it out today together. I grabbed my eye mask, rolled up the covers, and put on a meditation. But I haven't always been this calm with so much going on. Just a dozen years ago, the minute I'd wake up, it was like, boom, off to the races. Kids, breakfast, cooking, school, job, volunteering, planning, cleaning, cooking, kids in bed, right? And obviously uh, bathing, probably kids, and then bed, round and around and around the cycle. And the deals I felt like then no matter how much I did, I was stuck. I was just swimming around and around. Like I have this thing on my desk. It is a little jar with a goldfish. It's a plastic goldfish because I don't need one more thing to take care of. Can I get an amen? So to remind me, that we get stuck in these, just swimming around and around in these loops. Like Mr. Plastic Goldfish is swimming around and around this little plastic plant. And I got to thinking, now, my schedule now isn't any less busy than it was then. My kids are really busy. They don't have their own car yet, so we're like juggling cars and late nights and all this craziness. Lots of activities. But now my life is full of joy. Where before it was like dread and worry and lots and lots of migraines. So, so the difference. I used to feel like that fish. I was just swimming around and around that, that little planty. But now, now I consciously choose where I swim. I consciously decide how much time I'm dedicated to me and then, you know, all of my responsibilities, my kids, my work, my community, my friends. And I work on balancing my time, right? We're never balanced. It's like impossible. My yoga instructor, Rachel, whom I uh, interviewed last week uh, for Daily Bird Yoga, she says, work on balancing, right? Because we're never balanced. And so give yourself grace to do the balancing and feel the wobble. It's always kind of wobbly, right? Sometimes we get a little more comfortable than other times, but we're always still balancing. So I am joyfully swimming, not trapped in round and round the plastic, but in my own joyful ocean a vast majority of the time. So feeling stuck. So sometimes when we get stuck, it's, it could actually be that our lives are so full, we don't have any wiggle room, right? We get stuck in that little, that little tank swimming around that little plastic plant, and we really want to be in the ocean. And that's, but it's so full, right? We, and we got to swim around there because we got to do the things. So we need to figure out what, what is keeping us from getting over to that ocean, at least some of the time to make us feel great. Like we're reaching towards our ideal self and we're not like doing all the shoulda, woulda, couldas, uh, the ought tos, right? The ought tos, like I ought to do this and I ought to be this kind of person and I ought to, you know, 
like revamp my whole pantry so that I only have healthy foods for my kids who just love air frying like chicken tenders right now. Like we don't got time for that. Right. So we got to kind of be able to find that balancing, right. Start that balancing. And so here are two ways that you can perceive your life, not as stuck, but maybe as full in a way in which you can practice on moving some things off, you know, moving some things off of that plate so you can put more joyful things on the plate, more healthy, delicious things, not just the chicken tenders, which are crunchy and delicious. And I do love fried chicken. Um, but, you know, also bust, bust out a salad once in a while and, and have some like balsamic deliciousness on there with feta and grapes. Anyway, I guess I must be hungry talking about food. Okay. <laughs> so that's my story. And, um, so now we're going to work on the first of two steps. So sometimes we got to let some things go. We got to release our, like some things that we're holding on to so, so tightly that think of it, think of it like you're actually physically holding on to something, right? Your arms are so full of your responsibilities and, and all of your to-dos and, and everything, right? Your hands are so full. So when our hands are so full, right? We don't, we end up not carving any room in there to, to eat the healthy food or to, to think about what, um, what kind of sleep we actually need so that we're not like biting off people's heads in the morning or like sleeping through our alarms all the time and having to do my, you know, if I, if I had to do like my super long meditation all the time in the morning, I would be like, okay, it's maybe it's time that we think about what extra sleep needs to happen on the, you know, what kind of bedtime I need to have. So, so there's so many things that we get focused on, right? We get caught up in and we want to take responsibility for, or we want to, we want to actually try to influence the outcome, even if we're, we're not in control of it. Like we're, we're so worried on about what other people think of us. And, you know, when we walk in a room, I, you know, that millennial dance event, it was, it was fabulous. And I walked in that room and I was like, wow, I'm an older person in this room. And I kind of even looked around and I was like, I am the only woman with short hair. I was the only woman with short hair. So if I had focused on those two things, I would have just kind of like slunk off to the side and been like, I'm too old for this. And um, my hair is like too short and it's dumb and it's not like flowing and cool like everyone else dancing. So instead of gripping onto those differences, right? I let them go. I let them go. And I said, you know, this is how, who I am. This is how I'm showing up. I'm a very verbal person in a very nonverbal environment. And so um, I took care of myself. I released trying to talk on the dance floor, which was not allowed. And then I moved over and got some cake, which I love, and conversation to verbally process. So I was able to release those things. So I have some questions for you about releasing. And so you can ask yourself. Oh, so. A lot of times it's those expectations, right? 
So maybe there are expectations of yourself that you need to release. It's great, great, super great to have goals. And sometimes we get caught up in all these expectations of ourselves and others that we forget that maybe we can soften them. Maybe we can invite in a little compassion here. Maybe we can try our absolute fucking best and, you know, release some expectations, right? Release grip on the outcomes. Hold on to what you can, which is like what we can do, how we can show up, how we can, you know, take care of ourselves. So, you know, we're not, we're not oversleeping our alarms. You know, that stuff we can control, can't control how other people's will perceive us. Right. We just show up as ourselves. We are born divinely created in this moment at this time with these gifts. You were divinely created in this moment, at this time, with these gifts, with these challenges, with these successes, with these loves, with these losses. You were created in this way at this time for a reason. It would be a disservice to you and to humanity to be editing yourself. So don't. So be you. It's terrifying at first, kind of like you're standing naked everywhere. But the more that we show up as ourselves, the more we are attracted to the people that we're meant to connect with and help or people who need to help us. Okay. Other release techniques is maybe there's a label that you're holding tightly onto. Like I was voted, what was I voted? Best most likely to succeed in high school or something is just, I think it's because I was class president, but that's like a big label, right? And that success means, could mean so many things. And um, I absolutely dreaded going to class reunions because I felt that there was this like pressure on me. And I feel like one of the least successful people I was in fundraising for 17 years And I cultivated beautiful, rich, deep, powerful connections between donors and organizations to create transformational experiences for kids and for for animals and for people in my community. Um, But I didn't feel like anything of that was like a success. And so, um, you know, so I just let go of that, right? I'm going to define, or maybe I'm going to define success the label success. I'm going to put like what my parents and my society taught me is what success should look like. And I'm going to, I'm going to put that back in, back in my, my realm. And I'm going to say success can look like I am pursuing something authentically to try to help in the way that I believe that I was divinely created to be here to do. Other things you might need to release relationships that are no longer serving you. Like, think about it. If there's people that you kind of like might be putting off or cancel on, hanging out with, um, calls that you are like reticent to make, but you feel like you have to make them 
to family members, maybe there are some relationships that you can go low contact, no contact that are not healthy. Your body and your intuition is is like screaming at you, like like kids are pounding on the door of the cellar, like, don't do it, don't do it. Uh, but you're just keeping the cellar door closed saying, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing this. And so, you know, you either have those brave conversations saying, like, you know, this is the way in which I need to show up in this relationship. And if you can't accept that, I'm gonna go, you know. Um so maybe releasing relationships that no longer serve you. Also, and this is a big one for me, a lot of times we have these images of what we need, we we ought to be doing, and we need to be doing, and it all has to be perfect. So how can we hold on loosely to, to these images of us so that we can embrace our full human in progress mode? We're all learning all the time. We sometimes, you know, we know more information about certain things than other people. And that's why we invite other people in our lives to help us with that information that we don't have. We don't have to be masters and perfect with everything. We are made to be messes. And they are constantly evolving mess. A beautiful, like a Jackson Pollock in progress. Jackson Pollock was that guy who just spluttered paint everywhere. And it was just amazingly beautiful and it was art and it was just kind of like you could I mean I don't know a lot about art but at some point you know he would stop and he would make a new canvas and and keep going and and we're just kind of like just putting it on the canvas to see to see when like oh yeah that that that's beautiful and we're gonna start a new chapter um so what kind, how can you let go and embrace the trying your best human in progress? Can you, can you release your grip on the judgment, on the right and wrong, good and bad, black and white thinking? Because that only gets us into the shame spiral. That is a very sad plant to be swimming around. I swam around shame plants for a very long time in my little goldfish bowl. Um, I would assume that they would just be dead and they would be sad plants. So um, by by loosening your grip on all the black and white thinking yes and no, right and wrong, good and bad, and then how can you just embrace? I tried my best. I'm a human in progress. Let's figure this out. Okay. All right, doing a little check-in here. Please let me know um, what you think you might need to to release. A lot of us, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my hand first and say I needed to release some um, expectations of my kids and my uh, ex-husband. I would constantly try to create an environment in which my ex-husband was happy all the time and my kids were were uh, polite, quiet little beings all of the time. So I had to, so when I was first coming to self-awareness, I had to release all expectations that my kids were just going to be happy and 
quiet and polite little beings and just let them be them. Messy little toddler, creator, beautiful selves. And also during the divorce, right? They would come home and they would look like, they would smell like fried food sometimes. Um, And they're like, I don't know if they brush their teeth there sometimes. And I would have to release all of my expectations on what care looked like at dad's house because dad's got to do his own thing. He's got to learn his own way. And um, I got to release all control of what I think I can do for my kids, right? When they're under that separate roof. But even if they're under your same roof, we have to allow them to just be them, right? We can do our best to provide those loving guide rails, guardrails, and then just let them, let them find themselves, right? So much better. I tell my kids, so much better to fail while you're still in the nest, right? I tell my kids, like, if they have any academic challenges and they've both had academic challenges, best to figure that out now. Stakes are not, not as high when you're not in the workforce or it's a big project or your job's on the line and, or your mortgage is on the line, right? Um, so, so I had to go through this whole thing where I released my expectations of, um, what I expected my kids to, to be, look and behave like, uh, because I was really wrapped up in that. Like I thought my marker of success as a mom was how good my kids were. And so I had to let that go. I thought my, one of my markers of success as a human was like how big my house was. I had a nice house in a subdivision here in Champaign called Cherry Hills. And it was so, so cozy and comfy, kind of like a library. And when I moved out of that, I downsized by at least half, maybe 70%. And I had so much shame because I felt like it was immediately a failure, right? I was holding on so tightly to what that vision of success was. Uh, But once I let go, I was able to enjoy the house that I picked during and after divorce, um, as well as find a space, a space where I'm in right now, um, to build my, my new family and what family looks like for me. So if I had never released my grip on that Cherry Hills house and having that like new minivan and, and having kids who were taking care of all the time, I would just be like miserable every single day of my life. So being able to release all that control and, um, as a helper, Enneagram two helper, um, and recovering codependent. Um, I was, I guess I was really surprised at first. I was like, I don't control people. Then I was like, Oh my God, there's so many different ways that we're taught to help. And I call it overhelping. <laughs> so we overhelp people. We kind of like step in their lane and we just take the wheel from them. We're like, we know better than you how to drive your car. But then that robs them of the, of the joy and frustration of learning how to drive a car and being able to drive on their own. So letting people see who you, who you really are, letting people fail and make their own mistakes, releasing that all those ways in which we try to overhelp. Okay. Step two, this is probably going to be something that might resonate with you more. Um, this was the first thing that I noticed when I went in my coffees. Receiving. 
we we are not very good at receiving us helpers. We're trying to make sure everybody else is okay, take care of everybody else's needs, solve the community's problems, um, taking care of students in like in our classrooms, our kids, families, you name it, friend groups. And so what don't we make room for? Receiving. We give. We're givers. But there's like this, there's a loop. There's a loop, right? Even there's a loop. I have an itch in my eye. I'm sorry if you're watching this. Ah, okay. There is a, a, a loop of giving and receiving through the earth, right? And so like the plants who who die, they like give their nutrients to the soil who who then the soil receives them and they give their nutrients to new plants who receive them. And, and then they grow up to give their oxygen to us mammals. And we gratefully receive the breath of life and then we receive it. And then we give back our carbon dioxide of which the trees will take. And then the whole cycle continues, right? Giving and receiving, both super important. So um, just as you can't catch a ball if your hands are already full, right? The same is with our lives. We can't receive all the good that is coming our way if we're constantly, our hands are full and we're constantly just giving, 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 and our eyes are looking and focused on everybody, everybody else. So um, one real simple, fun exercise that I uh, love doing to get people comfortable with receiving is doing like a compliment circle. So where you give a compliment to someone and they can't say anything other than thank you. You have to say thank you. Thank you accepts and receives the compliment. You don't have, there's no more, you don't get to say anything else like, are you sure? And like, I don't know about that. No, those are, those are like the stiff arm. So we're not doing the Heisman here. So we got to say thank you to receive the compliment. So that is like the baby step into the pool of receiving. So, and whenever anyone gives you a compliment, say thank you. When anyone ever gives you a gift, say thank you. Don't say you shouldn't have or I don't know if I can accept this gift. Just say thank you. It's really, really good practice for being able to receive. So here's the hard thing. As givers, we like to be able to provide all the help and everything, but we can't do everything. We can't do everything and also step into our own joy right? There's got to be a balance there. There's a giving and receiving. So if we want to get that joy, that's something, you guessed it, we receive. 
we receive that joy. You have to actually take time to feel that joy, to create that space, to do that thing, to feel that joy, to receive that joy. So what do you got to get good at? Okay, so we're going to practice with saying thank you. And then you got to practice thinking about ways in which you can ask for help and support to carve space and time in your life for you, for taking care of you, for doing a, you know, a fun, joyful activity so that you can receive joy. So you need to get a practice at finding maybe like one, one little thing, one little pro tip you can do in your life to ask for support. So right now I I'm a stay-at-home mom, like most of the time, and a few hours a day, I'm a storyteller and a joy coach. To be able to do storyteller and joy coach, um, my kids also have chores. They used to not have a lot of chores, but they have like some weekend chores now. Um, pretty soon, I'm going to be getting my own little robotic vacuum, which I find is fabulous. Every morning while uh, the kids are eating breakfast, I, we have an open concept house. So in the kitchen, I will prep dinner. So while we don't have money yet for me to have a personal chef or to get like really ready-made healthy meals, I take my morning time to connect with my children and I help myself, my later afternoon self when there's like running around and busyness and I'm trying to connect with the kids after school. So I sous chef myself, right? to create so that later I can receive that blessing of like 75, 80% of my dinner is done. (laughs) And so I can focus on um, helping the kids and the kids are usually pretty chatty after school. So I could get that magical connection time without freaking out about like all the crap I have to do for dinner. Um, Send thank yous. That's something that I just love doing. I know it's kind of old school. Um, but I have a, a real strong, I think it's from my fundraising days. Plus, um, it was a practice I started right around when I was diagnosed with depression. The first time is I started tracking my gratitude and practicing daily gratitude. And so that also helps you receive, like be able to reflect and look back and receive the gifts of people's time. And um, so you can send thank you cards. You could create a thank you, uh, a great, a gratitude journal. And so that is, um, that is so important, right? Being able to receive, ask for support. So your, your things here now are like, okay, if you're so full, Okay, how can how can you carve time a little time? Ask for some help, right? Create breathing room, create margin. What can you ask for support of in your life, right? And then a lot of people are just like, you know what? I'm pretty stubborn and independent and I like doing everything myself. And that's great. However, we are more than all we do, right? Don't we get the chance to just be and chill? and enjoy ourselves. So 
you don't, you know, we're not all on this rock as single people. We're a community who we've support together. And so you don't have to do all of this all by yourself. It's not a marker of any, you're not going to get a gold, a super gold star, like four gold stars at the end of the journey, right? For doing all of it by yourself. You are going to feel like you had a beautifully connected, fulfilling life if you took time to figure out what your priorities were and what brought you joy. And then you ask for help for, from stuff that doesn't bring you joy, right? Right now I'm carving margin in my life to focus on the things that bring me joy. My children, my wife, my friends, being a storyteller and joy coach. All the other things I'm like, all right, how fast can I like offload them so I can get back to the good stuff? Because once you realize what the good stuff is, you're going to want more of it. It's like the super healthy, delicious salad with the balsamic dressing and like a little bit of the chick crunchy chicken tenders in there and the feta. Anyway, so. So there's two big things. Um, there's there's two big things here. Releasing, releasing expectations of yourself and receiving. And I think I just had them right there. Um, and so think about it, just, just journal. What do I need? What can I release? What judgments can I release? What, what expectations of other people, what, you know, cause that are really outside of my control, what can I release so that I can kind of like relax a little bit into, into more of my lane and enjoy my own journey, right. Versus trying to drive everybody else's car. Um, so, um, the start of my journey into, uh, and like all the business and everything, uh, right when I was f- trying to figure out like, you know, what do I got to let go of and, and how can I let in some help, um, is accentuated in my book for crying out loud. Uh, it's a short, punchy memoir. If you'd like a free chapter, you can go to HeidiEster.com forward slash free chapter. Or you can just look on Amazon for crying out loud. That's C-R-Y-I-N apostrophe. Um, yeah. So I would love to know what you thought. Thank you so much for showing up to see if maybe your life is a little too full or if you feel a little stuck. And hopefully one or both of these exercises may help you kind of toe into some some new waters and find some new joy for you. Before I go, I have the snowman of affirmation. He's a cute little glass snowman. I popped off his top, shaking up. I got so many different colors in here. I got pink, red, green, yellow, and orange. I'm going to dive into the middle and pull out one to guide you. Okay. Ah, I choose abundance over scarcity. Okay. So that is your affirmation to go with this play shop. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I would love to know what you thought. And I am sending you love, light, and laughter. Until next time, I'm Heidi Esther.